there's a lot of grieving, a lot of sadness, a lot of anger. We have to go through those emotions in order to be effective and to make sure that we can therefore get to a place where we can actually feel positive. Anxiety, depression, and substance abuse are all on the rise, but there are ways to manage the pressures of COVID-19. Welcome to our ABC 10 News Coronavirus Impact Podcast. I'm Ben Higgins, and we're looking at the different ways the ongoing pandemic is having an effect on our community. After months of fighting a worldwide disease, we're now faced with nightly images of conflict between protesters and law enforcement just adding to the stress of 2020. In a moment, we'll talk to an addiction psychologist about the rise in so-called deaths of despair and ways to rebound from these mental struggles. But first, here are some of the top coronavirus headlines for Thursday, June 4th. Restrictions are about to be rolled back at some of the city of San Diego's most popular beaches and parks. Starting Monday, East and West Mission Bay parks will be open, including for water use. Parking lots will be at 100% capacity. Fiesta Island will also open for pedestrians, dog walking, and cyclists. Tuesday, all piers and boardwalks will open. June 12th, the Balboa Park Central Mesa will open and parking lots will go to 100% capacity. And July 6th, Fiesta Island will open to vehicles. Mayor Kevin Falconer is asking San Diegans to stay responsible. Enforcement will remain directed by the county health order, of course. All persons on the beach are asked to practice physical distancing. That does not change. And we're asking the public to not congregate or participate in any active sports activities on the beaches. Falconer says he can take these steps because of San Diego's success flattening the curve. A promising step to get students back into classrooms. State legislators have agreed to reverse all proposed cuts in education in next year's budget. 10 News reporter Rena Nakano spoke to local educators who say federal funding is critical in order for students to safely return. Last month, Governor Gavin Newsom said that the coronavirus pandemic resulted in a $54 billion shortfall, which included an $18 billion cut in education. But on Wednesday, Senate pro tem Tony Atkins announced, quote, acknowledging the strong likelihood of additional federal relief, the plan would use reserves to avoid overcutting now while still keeping reserves on hand for the future and ensuring full funding of K through 14 schools. We are tremendously encouraged by the news that we're hearing. But school board vice president Richard Barrera says that's only the first step. San Diego Unified serves its 105,000 students on a $1.3 billion annual budget. But with challenges mounted by the pandemic, Barrera says they'll need at least 200 million more dollars to safely reopen schools. We'll need more staff, more nursing support, more counseling support, more custodial support to clean the classrooms regularly, physical protective equipment. With less federal funding, the longer students will have to continue distance learning. But Martin says there are other factors that contribute to a full reopening come fall. There's a money side to it, there's a health guideline side to it, and there's personal preference side to it. Some students with compromised immune systems will continue to require robust distance learning, but the district's goal is to return to a mostly in-person teaching curriculum. Rena Nakano, 10 News. State legislators have until June 15th to finalize the budget proposal. Based on that, San Diego Unified School District will build its annual budget by June 30th. The weekly unemployment numbers were just released. Another 1.9 million people filed for help last week. That raises the total number to 42.7 million people who have applied for unemployment since the height of the pandemic. Today's report was not affected by the recent protests. Economists warn that applications could rise next week 
after vandalism forced some businesses to close. I, Caesar, welcome you all back into Caesar's Palace. May the gods of good fortune smile upon you all. In its usual understated fashion, Caesar's Palace reopened today in Las Vegas. Gaming tables will be limited to half the number of people, and chairs have been removed from every other gaming machine. Casinos also reopened today in downtown Las Vegas. If the Summer Olympics happen next year, they might lack a little of the usual pomp and circumstance. Japanese media is reporting the Tokyo Games will be downsized and streamlined. The head of the International Olympic Committee has said they're exploring many options to address concerns over the coronavirus. Those could include limiting spectator numbers and requiring athletes to quarantine. They're also looking at ways to cut costs, but the improved safety measures could make that challenging. The world's biggest movie theater chain is warning it may fall victim to the pandemic. Yesterday, AMC Theaters said it has substantial doubt it can remain in business in their current state. The chain says it has enough money to reopen this summer or a little later, but it's not sure beyond that. Even if governments lift restrictions, AMC says its business would still face problems, partly because studios aren't releasing many new films right now. The Moonlight Amphitheater in Vista is canceling the rest of its season because of coronavirus. This was supposed to be the 40th anniversary for the popular North County venue. They were hoping to reopen next month, but now say that's not possible. The planned performances of Cinderella, Ragtime, and Kinky Boots will be postponed until next year. It's not yet known if the other shows can be rescheduled. Season ticket holders have been offered a refund. With so many updates coming out quickly about important topics like coronavirus restrictions and upcoming protests, it's now more important than ever to get your information from accurate sources. As 10 News reporter Leah Pizzetti shows us, it's easy to get lost online, but there are tricks to determine fact from fiction. In an ever-changing news cycle, accurate information is key. Many people are getting their news from social media, which ethics chair for the Society of Professional Journalists Lynn Walsh says can be good if you understand it. The content that you're seeing is all based on an algorithm. Um, and that algorithm is based on content and in content that you are normally engaging with and the people that you are connected with and engaging with. So she recommends following or liking pages like government accounts to get information directly from the source. Then if someone posts just a picture or screenshot of any updates, ask for more. Hey, do you have a link? that adds or provides more information. Because the county is not just going to like post this kind of JPEG image online. There's gonna be a link to a website. It's gonna link back where there's more information. And remember that social media platforms can filter out content. People say like, oh, it's, it's my First Amendment right to publish anything I want on these platforms. Remember, the First Amendment applies to the government censorship of your opinion. It does not apply to businesses. If a business wants to decide to take something down, they can't. She says in today's world, it's not just news outlets and social media that need to be accurate. Kind of the third group that has responsibility and kind of misinformation and things spreading, it's the public. We have a responsibility to let people know if they are sharing something that is incorrect. And don't just rely on what your friends share to educate yourself. Find outlets you know and trust and go directly to their website. Leah Pizzetti, 10 News. Walsh also says that if you see something that looks questionable or wrong online, sharing it to ask for clarification just adds to the problem. Rather, reach out to someone like a journalist or an elected official to have them clarify if something is fact or fiction. Unfortunately, we're seeing more and more that you don't have to become infected with COVID-19 to be one of the victims of the coronavirus pandemic. 
Joining us on the podcast today is an addiction psychologist with the Delphi Behavioral Health Group, Dr. Christian Small. Doctor, appreciate your time. Oh, thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. We're looking at these images. First, there's the disease and the the number, the death count that's climbing. And then on top of that, this past week, we're seeing images of protests across the country. It can be very stressful, and I, people cope with stress in different ways. But even if you're not touched directly by either of these uh, issues right now, it seems as though it can be uh, have a take a real mental toll. What are you seeing? Well, uh, you know, somebody who works with uh, uh, folks struggling with mental health issues every day, um, I can tell you that there's certainly been an uptick in um, in the need out there, and uh, it's certainly related to uh, a lot of it is is related to uh, some of the um, societal events that are going on right now. Um, you know, uh, we're seeing, uh, an increase in, uh, in substance use, uh, uh, problems, or we're seeing an increase in admissions to substance treatment programs. Um, we're seeing, uh, in, increasing, uh, depression and anxiety in the populations we serve. Um, and, uh, really it, it, it relates to, uh, uh, a feeling of, of, of not being safe. Uh, that people are having right now. In terms of addictions, as you mentioned, uh, we have uh, record unemployment numbers uh, akin to the Great Depression, people out of work. Um, sometimes they will turn to alcohol or drugs, I imagine, to to fill that time, fill that void if they're jobless. How big of an issue is unemployment when it comes to addiction? Oh, it's a huge issue. Um, you know, um, and, and it really, it really does contribute to the uh, increase in, in uh, addiction that we're seeing out there. Uh, you know, when people lose their jobs, uh, they lose a sen their sense of purpose. Um, they don't feel uh, stable financially, obviously. And, um, and this leads to uh, increasing, you know, depression and anxiety. And, um, you know, uh, substance use, uh, substance use is really related to uh, not wanting to feel things. And so people, uh, people's substance use increases when, um, when they're not feeling well, when emotionally they're not feeling well, and it becomes a convenient way for people to escape from uh, painful feelings and emotions. What are, what are some ways, I mean, obviously, if anyone really needs help, they should reach out to a professional uh, someone like yourself that, or a facility where they can get help. But in terms of someone who's maybe just sitting at home going, I'm not sure if I have a problem. Are there, are there ways that you can cope on your own if you're feeling this additional stress or anxiety uh, due to what's going on in the world right now? Yeah, I think we all need to, to pay attention to our, you know, day-to-day well-being. And, uh, you know, generally um, that, that involves, you know, taking care of one's physical health uh, you know, getting daily, daily exercise, daily activity, um, taking care of one's nutritional needs, but also taking care of one's emotional health. And so, um, you know, day to day, we can, um, you know, uh, limit our exposure to, um, uh, you know, the cable news cycle, for example. Uh, uh, you know, uh, certainly that causes a lot of anxiety in people that are um, you know, uh, glued to the glued to the TV all day. So get outside, get some get some fresh air, get some exercise. Talk to people you trust. Talk to friends and family that you trust. There's 
value in verbalizing uh, your feelings, uh, whether it be with a therapist, a doctor, or um, just a, tr- a trusted friend or confidant. Limit your exposure, but this podcast is okay because, you know, we try to keep it positive as much. <laughs> I highly recommend you listen to this podcast. Is there a, just, a, just just a little levity on a serious t- topic? Um, the length, is, is the uncertainty of when this is all going to be over. We don't know when there's going to be a vaccine, um, you know, from week to week. We're not sure what's going to happen with protests. How does that play into uh, people's mental health, the uncertainty of what's going to be coming in the near or even long-term future. Yeah, to to feel uncertain about the future is, um, you know, uh, when when we don't know what's going to happen in the future, our our mind uh, creates a lot of different scenarios, uh, and uh, uh, some of and many anxious thoughts, you know. And so, uh, if, if your job isn't stable, if you're out of work. Uh, if walking outside, uh, you know, in your community uh, puts you at risk for, uh, you know, coming down with a potentially deadly virus, um, then then there's there's clearly a lot of uncertainty there, and uh, and uh, we don't know when this pandemic is going to come to a close. We have we have some guesses and we have some ideas, but um, you know, this is a, a really extended experience uh, it's going to be and uh, the public health uh, experts tell us that this isn't going away anytime soon and so um, uh, things are easier to bear when you know when an end is going to uh, is, is going to come uh, but with this particular issue we don't know when that's going to happen doctor what what's the meaning of the phrase deaths of despair and Possibly how many uncounted victims have there been from the coronavirus pandemic this year? Well, I couldn't tell you a number, but I can uh, I can tell you that it's certainly increased and it's going to likely continue to increase. Uh, you know, um, uh, from what we know uh, and, you know, what we gather, uh, doesn't appear that this uh, this is going to uh, the economy is going to bounce back right away. I'm sure there's uh, many people with a positive spin on this, but um, in general, I think there's a lot of uncertainty about it. And uh, you know, uh, when people lose their jobs, when they don't feel uh, when they don't feel safe, um, depression uh, depression takes over in a lot of folks, and uh, and deaths of despair really. Uh, really refers to um, you know uh, suicides are death death by death by despair um, you know um, uh, a, a drug overdose uh, would be a death of despair and so uh, you know these are all uh, these are all consequences of, uh, of of really some some really uh, difficult things that are going on in society right now. Well, obviously a, a difficult topic. I think it is important to uh, remember the impact that goes beyond just those uh, infected by the disease who are directly impacted. We're all kind of uh, feeling this, but in a way that, that also means we're all in this together and, and looking for those resources out there. Dr. Christian Small, uh, appreciate you spending a few minutes with us today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate it. We're also seeing more good news as the process of rebounding from the pandemic continues. A big milestone for the Helen Woodward Animal Center. The center has now given away 31,000 pounds of dog food since March. 
It's the center's way of helping people struggling financially because of COVID-19. To celebrate, pet owners got their own bite to eat today, courtesy of Panini Kebab Grill. They heard about what was being done. They said that they wanted to do something to uh, do some kind of, kind of little surprise and celebration for the people that are coming to pick up today. The PR director for Helen Woodward says the center has helped feed more than 4,000 animals since the pandemic started. If you'd like to donate to the center or collect food for your pets, we have information on 10news.com. San Diego still faces a long road to recovery even after the pandemic subsides. ABC 10 News is committed to helping San Diegans rebound from the turmoil created by the coronavirus. Getting back on our feet, finding jobs, resources, and creative solutions to rebuild. Together, we'll find a way. For stories and more information on how we bounce back, go to 10news.com rebound. That's all for today. I'm Ben Higgins.